straight up the price of admission growth stories life lessons turning points service to others truth no bullshit adding value no smoke and mirrors being the pressure third down and ten fighting below the surface win or learn always the underdog with a chip on your shoulder these are the things that i think about when i talk to this group they're still kindling that fire taken to the fleet and beyond living the values today through faith with the family and at the job obsessed with ownership and accountability winning at all costs with uncompromised integrity pedal to the metal paying the price of admission let's go Yo! Kennedy, what's going on? Oh, man. I'm driving. Where are you driving to? I'm driving home. I, uh, you can appreciate this being in, uh, I'm going to put my earbuds in. So, uh, being in, being in oil and gas, I, I, it does afford me the opportunity for some boondoggles. Boondoggles? So, I'm driving back from, uh, you've never heard boondoggle before? I have not. Tell me about it. Oh, all it just means you you get to go do fun stuff on somebody else's dime. Oh, okay. You know, um, so we uh, I'm driving back from a from a quail hunt and uh, bass fishing trip in East Texas at a pretty cool ranch. Yeah, that's so. exactly what I want to hear about. So uh, when we get to that part in your story, make sure you dive deep into that because I want to know how yeah. to get into that. Oh, we can get you into some boondoggles, Tony. Don't worry. All right. Awesome. That might be the only value that I could ever add. I don't think, I don't know about that. Um, yeah. You ready? Start this sucker? I'm ready. You are. All right. Let's do it. Uh, quick intro. Ryan Kennedy, uh, another Naps guy. He did not pursue Annapolis at the end of the year, but uh, we'll get into that later. We won't hold it against you. All right. I kind of hold it against myself. But yeah, that's that's a lot of my story, probably. All right. Can't wait to hear it. Uh, he's a Midland Texan. Midland. Um, you're from Midland. No, right. man. Don't say I'm from Midland. I'm from Abilene. Midland. But he's got, that, he's got that Midland accent. I just did a tour of duty in Midland. Oh, you did a tour um, of duty in And Midland. I got out of there as fast as I could. 18 <sighs> months was enough. Abilene. Uh, I'm glad I, yeah, I'm glad I put that detail in there. That was good. Yeah. Uh, he was the guy with the car, right? You let me borrow it a couple of times. Uh, yeah, up there I, in Newport, Rhode Island. So I appreciate that. On our ski trip, uh, where I, I thought Milky almost had me, led me to my death. Uh, I'll never forget Matthews being in the parking lot doing doing donuts, donuts in it, looking out. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, now in the energy sector, we'll get to that. Um, Austin had a comment. Wanted me to ask you how many professional jobs you currently have. Oh, I've got too many. Um, so I currently got a few. So I, I uh, primarily, the, the one that pays me the most is uh, I work for upstream oil and gas company doing uh, uh finance and, and legal stuff. And then I kind of manage all of our commercial uh, relationships. So the midstream counterparties that take the, take the oil and gas from us at the wellhead, um, I manage those and then our marketing, who we sell to and that kind of stuff. Nice. So, you know, I got some of that in my background uh, too. I used to be a partner. I know. So. I remember. 
Um, yes, sir. So I, I've, I've got that. Um, I do some. I'm a. I'm a licensed attorney in Texas, so I do some legal work for family and friends. Like weddings. It's it's, it's heavily <laughs> yeah, it's heavily discounted. Uh, so they get what they pay for. I always remind them that. Like if you're, um, so uh, I do some mainly kind of transactional work um, for guys that have asked me to. Oh, I remember that. Um, I uh, the reason Austin told you to ask this is is uh, I sold Austin a a uh, I don't know he might be in for he's close to fifteen about a ten thousand dollar hat. Um, to start a company, mm-hmm. uh, so so we formed. Me and a buddy formed. Uh, it's all oil. Everything that I'm do- doing is in the oil field space. But um, so we we started an entity to, to treat produced water, kind of proof of concept for a chemical free uh, uh, process. And uh, Austin, I told Austin about it, and and. Uh, um, you know, he he wanted to partner in that with us, and and uh, he got a hat out of it so far. We hadn't made Chemical any money free yet. free water. What are you talking we're about? We're trying to. Uh, so you know when you you know this when you you know you get produced water comes up with the oil and gas, you separate it out, yeah. you send it downstream. So fresh water is you typically used to frack with, yeah. um, but a lot of companies are trying to do more of the recycle because it can be cheaper if you've already that's a byproduct that's a of water yeah. water is that you've got to got to pay somebody to take for you mm-hmm. um and a buddy of mine has been in the kind of treatment business before um and normally how you treat it you treat it with chemicals and that can be pretty costly and and can re- really restrict how how much the kind of volumes that you can treat, um, stuff to scale up, um, so cost the, effectively. The so produced water is, is a salt type of water. I mean, it's, it's salty, right. right? So it's corrosive. Yep. It's nasty stuff. It's gross. So you're treating that to what? Preserve it so, so it doesn't clog up like as it's pushing down a hole so, on a track job? So we can, so yeah, so we'll treat it because it, it's got to be a certain spec for you to send back down hole to frack with or even to send down hole on an SWD. So, really? Um, but what we're, what we're, we've, you know, kind of developed or in SWD the process of, is a salt water disposal well. So you're putting the, the water right back in the ground. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, there's all the, lot of stuff about oh you're you know um earthquakes yeah all that kind of stuff so there's trying to restrict a little bit of what how much you can actually send down home right so this this process that we're kind of working on is uh is a uh process to do to treat it without um the use of chemicals um so and it's we can do really high volumes um, and uh, do it a lot more cost effectively for um, for operators who want to do a recycle program. How do you do that? So, is that a secret? Uh, yeah, we're uh, well. You just need to come down to Texas. So we can show you. You need to All get right. back to your roots. I know. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, keep scouting all the well sites. That's my next move. I need to do something there before I die. So that's the ones that have a for sale sign on them. So that's that's the third. Uh, And then I'm also getting oil field services related. Some uh, guys uh, asked me if I could assist um, with uh, a, a tool rental company. And so I'm, I'm kind of doing that and got a few irons in the fire for whenever my time at the upstream entity I'm at. Um, cause we'll go to market soon. Once that, once that ends, then I'll, I'll hopefully we'll have, uh, you know, these other things working and, and won't have to go, go find a job. Cause I've just got irons in the fire. Gotcha. All right. Um, we'll, we'll come back and hit some more of that in here in a little bit, but, uh, interesting. I'm always interested in that stuff, like big time, right? I feel like that's a good industry to be in. It's not going anywhere. Um, so can't wait to hear more about it. Uh, Nietzsche had a question for you and that is, why'd you leave and go to rice? That's, that's the question that I have always wrestled with. So um, you guys that know me know my my faith is is uh, the most important thing to me. Um, and man, I just you know um, when I was at Naps, Rice offered um, offered me, and I I prayed about that for literally three months or more, um, and just felt for some reason. And, I, and I've always wondered, I, I try not to say regret, it, but it always has been like, man, was that the, the right choice? Because I, I, uh, I loved every single one of you. Um, and I've, I feel like I've, uh, you know, on, on the peripheral been the biggest fan of the brotherhood. Um, and you guys, I care more about Navy football than I ever did rice. I, I promise you that. Um, but I just felt like he was, he was, that's where I needed to go. And I've, I've all of the decisions, career, education, um, everything has, I've always tried to make, make it a point, uh, to, um, go where, where the Lord was, was leading me. Um, and my dad had some, had some, some health issues at, at one point too, kind of my senior year of high school. And, and so there was a little bit like, is this, is this, is God getting me back there to be around? Um, is, is, you know, I kind of tried to figure out the why. Um, and, uh, I don't know that I have ever figured that out yet. Um, outside of uh, there are a few instances when uh, different guys had, would reach out when they, while they were at the Academy that, you know, uh, maybe there, maybe that's why uh, <laughs> like uh, to try and support guys uh, in a different way. I, I don't know. Um, I, uh, you know, rice sucked. Um, huh. I had a career. I, uh, I had a, like, so, man, so, you know, uh, I got, I played, like, I don't know, one or two games at Naps 
Um, I'll never forget uh, the first game we played. I actually had a pretty decent game, an interception and a few other things. And uh, some dude ran a slant. And I, you know, you dream about that as a safety, right? So, and I, I caught him. And, you know, you know, like you act like you've been there before, Tony. You know, you've got to – when you do that, you just – just get up and look him at the eye and get ready to go again. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget Meshack running, like celebrating. Like, and I was like, oh, I'm, okay, I, we can do this. Um, I was probably terrified because Meshack was running at me full mm-hmm. speed. Um, but uh, in practice, a couple weeks, I think maybe the next week, we were doing, uh, you know, good on good and, and, uh, Cause you had to, cause that's all we had. <laughs> we didn't, yep, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and, uh, I don't remember. It was one of the few passing plays and, uh, I didn't want to lay the, I, it was kind of a post and I could have laid somebody out and I didn't. And I kind of broke down to catch him. Somebody hit him from behind and, uh, kind of took my legs out. And I, uh, so I had that knee surgery and, after that, my, my hip never it, – it felt like something was wrong, but, you know, there weren't a ton of signs necessarily around that. And uh, so at Rice, went through camp, told, hey, you're going to travel against UCLA, all this kind of stuff, and I wake up, and I can't freaking walk, like, at all. I can't move my leg. Yeah. And I go to the doctor – or, yeah, I go see the trainer, whatever. We get all kinds of – uh, test done and I, I tore my labrum in my hip and I think it was it had actually had, had started for, from that incident at Naps and then just got progressively worse hmm. um, you still feel it so I had hit a little bit I, I had it, you know it took after about three years it kind of felt normal I can feel it here and there but um, so I had hip surgery I was out for you know, it was like a eight month recovery type deal. Um, we got back for team activities after spring ball and we had a new coaching staff come in and I was excited about that. Um, was back home for like the two weeks before you go back for summer workouts and uh, tore um, some scar tissue in that hip. And the doctor um, that did my surgery um, he was a phenomenal doctor. Uh, Mark Addicts, he actually won a Super Bowl with the Redskins or the Commanders, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, really neat guy. And he said, Hey, if you do this, because I'm not clearing you to play again, you're done. And he's, he said, If it happens again, you're going to have to have hips, hip replacement, and you're 19 years old. Hmm. Um, and, uh, Anyway, so that so my career ended. I loaded up on hours. I graduated from Rice in three years and got out of there. Um, and you know, I, I went to every Navy game that I could possibly go to while y'all were playing, uh, and uh, you know, stayed in touch with guys and uh, Milky probably uh, the most, um, and, and and you t- you know you as well. Um, did a better job of that <laughs> earlier before all the kiddos. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, 
Um, I wish I had a really good answer for Nishak uh, and for myself. Uh, man, I'm <clears throat> getting a little emotional. I hated it, to be honest. Um, gotcha. If I, if I had one thing to, to you know, and, I, and I, I finished naps, too. I could have yeah. left like the other guys did. Um, True. I, I stayed an extra two months. Yeah. But I, I wanted to soak up every minute that I had with you guys. Well, you're making a so difference today. So whatever path you took, it's good. Right? <laughs> so That's what they say. Yeah. All right, take it back to the beginning. What's up with uh, Kennedy's, Kennedy's story? Um, like the very beginning or? Uh, yeah, just from like, I mean, so what took you? Took you to Naps in the first to place, Navy. right? Like, you know, yeah. Wave so, Top High School, went to Naps, boom. Yeah, so I, I played it, I played it, you know, Abilene High. We were 5A, which was the highest classification you could ha- you had back then. Because Suarez was In Texas, we were, we were good. Um, we were top five in the state every year. I started as a sophomore on varsity. Um, I, I weighed like maybe I was like 5'8", maybe 135 pounds. Um, I got recruited by a lot of big schools based on – a lot of schools based on film and my, my you know, times that they, that they saw. I had an invite to the, you know, junior All-American combine, U.S. Army All-American combine that they have in San Antonio or used to all the time. Um, and then I think, and then every, every school that came to look at me, once they actually saw me in person, like, eh, probably not. <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I've got a, uh, you know, I even went on a, on a recruiting trip to, a, to a big school. And, uh, once I got there, um, they were like, yeah, you, uh, you weren't what we what we expected. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's, that's all I got, man. Yeah. Uh, well, so how enjoy I the visit. <laughs> yeah. How I ended up at Navy. Um, I just wanted to play football. That's, that's what I wanted to do. And, um, co- there's a, my recruiting coach at, at, uh, the university of Houston, um, Philip Montgomery. I think he's the head coach at Tulsa. Now he, uh, he let, uh, Coach Spencer, know that they Coach weren't going to take me, and, and I and I wasn't, yeah, and I wasn't in. Uh, I'll be honest, I got, I thought I was going to go to a bigger school, and I never like the questionnaires you get, all that kind of stuff. I like Navy, Army, ball. I, those those went in the trash. Like that wasn't something that I was going to do. Not be, I, I just didn't because I I thought I had a, was going to go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Montgomery told them they weren't going to U of H. They said I was too small um, and they weren't going to take me. And so he called him and he came out and visited. And uh, I was probably the last guy. Uh, they came down and said, Hey, we got a spot at Naps. Like, do you want it? I said, and uh, and I, I said yes. And signed immediately and I was ready to go because I wanted to go play football. I wanted, I wanted to prove to everybody uh, that that passed on me uh, that I that I was 
worthy of Division One football. Yeah. Um, and that recruiting <clears throat> that recruiting trip was Notre Dame. By the way, that was my nice. training school. My parents are from South Bend, and they were the ones who were like, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> so right. I was like, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I want to go beat Notre Dame." And uh, so I could. I there was. I know that. There, I don't know that there was anybody outside of you guys that were in that game that were more excited that you beat Notre Dame than I was. Yeah. Um, so, um, anyway, so that's how I ended up. And I had no idea, military standpoint, what to expect um, and and didn't care. I was If that's what I had to do to play college football, that's what I was going to do. Then you go to uh, so, Newport, Rhode Island. How was that experience? Yeah. Um, man, it was – I think everybody would probably say say the same thing. It, it was it was terrible, but also one of the best experiences. What made it terrible? Uh, Wasn't that bad. Well, I mean, just the adju- – yeah, was, you know. I mean, <laughs> but, but it was at the same time, like, I uh, I think I have – you guys are so important to me – especially after I left, which seems kind of ridiculous. Like I remember, um, all of that stuff, like listening to, uh, listening to all the other guys that have, that you've had on, which, which I, I can't believe you asked me to, to get on here. I was, I was eating up every single, all of it. Um, Good. I, Schneider was the one who had the tip fed fracture. You know, it was Schneider. Kind of I was thought Schneider. about that afterwards. Because you didn't you live down there was, with him? Yeah, I was in. I was in three one, and and I I um I kind of anybody who got hurt, they ended up putting me in their um in there as their roommate. So she like called you Doc. Yeah, I and I don't know why, um, but like when Zim got hurt, I roomed with Zim, and then. Um, I room with Blake um, for for a while, um, and uh, I was down on the on the first floor with with Matthews um, for a little bit because we had both had you know had surgery, surgery and yeah. stuff. And uh, um, I'll never forget when he was copying somebody's homework when uh, Gunny came in, snuck in, had no idea. Matthews had no idea that he was there and mm-hmm. he's just whispered, what are you doing? And just, <laughs> and said, you know, go up to the PhD students up there and let them help you out. PhD <laughs> so students, I, think he, huh? I think he said it was, you know, something, I think he called it, you know, algebra or, or, or maybe English. And it was like, a, it was actually, you know, algebra, something like that. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. Yeah. But, uh, um, so, um, anyway, so then was was at Naps, and then went on to Rice, and then when I finished up at Rice, I uh, moved to Dallas area, uh, married my wife Whitney, um, and uh, I coached football at Rockwall High School, defensive coordinator. Nice. Or my position coach in high school was defensive coordinator out there. He asked I was going to take a year off and go to law school because um, I loaded up on so many hours at Rice and didn't have time to study for the LSAT um, and got married. I was going to do it for a year, loved coaching. So I stayed for a couple more years, hated teaching. So I decided to, <laughs> to get out. 
Yeah. Uh, What'd you teach? I went to grad. Uh, what every football coach teaches, you know, history. History. Or yeah. or P or or health. But yeah, so I was a U.S. history teacher. I taught I taught eighth grade U.S. history, and coached varsity football. Um, and and stuff and then you know you have your secondary track and and baseball that i taught that i coached also at the high school but um did that for three years decided um to go go ahead and you know go back to school i did my jd mba at smu in dallas and then from there um went into investment banking uh, down in Houston for a couple of years. And then once we, once Whitney and I started having kiddos, I left, left banking, uh, cause I wanted to be a present father and, mm-hmm. and be there. Uh, that so wasn't invest- really possible. How's that? Tell me more about that. So investment banking, uh, I worked at Wells Fargo, like clients are, you know, pretty much our clients were energy companies that anytime there's a, equity or, or debt, you know, public offering or private or anything like that, you know, they go through an investment bank. So investment banking, how I, how I got into that, um, a guy that was a year older than that was the class ahead of me in the MBA program. He, we had to do these like resume books, kind of give a little background and he saw mine and said, Hey, you'd be good. You know, you'd probably be competitive in investment banking. Have you ever thought about doing that? I have no idea what investment banking is. Uh, so it was interesting listening to uh, Lennar's, um, uh, his experience. He's exactly right. He he knew going in that most people go to investment banking. I got in there, didn't know what it was. Yeah. And then ended up going into investment banking. And it, it's a, it's just a ultra competitive, um, kind of like a locker room mentality a little bit. You They run lean. You work super long hours um you know nine nine eight thirty nine in the morning to it was typical for to work till two or three a.m and you you get like one weekend off a month and if you're on live deals you, you don't um and i was fortunate to be on some pretty cool some some live deals but um that meant i didn't ever see my daughter and and uh, it, it was, I worked when I was in grad school for an oil and gas um, company. Um, it was an internship, but uh, they told me I could keep working. So I switched to taking night classes uh, in the JD MBA program because it was nice to have some money coming in instead of all of it <laughs> going out. Yeah. Uh, um, and the CEO there suggested like if I could jumpstart my career, I would go into investment banking. So uh, that's kind of how I ended up in that. And uh, were there any pros out of that investment banking? Anything like positive uh, you took away from it? Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't have the, I wouldn't have the opportunity. I wouldn't have been able to have the, the job at the upstream company that I have now. I also this was like a foot uh, in the door type of deal, huh? Yeah, it's it, you know. If you have that, people people think, you know, that you know what you're talking about and can do things that maybe you can, maybe you can't. It's kind of that's been a tell, theme in my life. Tell me a this. A lot of people think that I can. <laughs> tell me this. Was it relationship related? Like you had built a, a a good relationship during investment banking 
that afforded you the opportunity to where you're at today? Uh, actually not. No. It was, okay. uh, it was a cold call recruiting deal. That cold I call recruiter. It, yeah. It was, uh, uh, you're, and, and if you're in investment banking, you take almost all of those calls just to see if there's something else out there. Right. Um, but, yeah. uh, not just anyway. investment banking. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Always take the call. Say yes as often as you can. Yeah. I'll, I'll always interview and see what happens. But, uh, so uh, I left banking and and then kind of I touched a little bit on my where I am now. We've got my wife and I have got four kiddos, a six-year-old daughter, Piper, a Four-year-old son Reed, two-year-old daughter Ellie, and an eight-month-old uh, daughter named Remy. So we've got that and two dogs. So we are busy. We're full in the house. In, full, uh, and you get to go Kingdom quail hunting. Hunting. Look at you. Yeah, I'll. It's yeah, my wife's a she's a she's a stud. She, uh, you know, she she does everything. I do. I work remotely, so I work from home. I got so. Uh, so I, I do try and contribute as much as possible. Can always do better though. Gotcha. Well, you're crushing it uh, today. So we want to hear like, what are the secrets to, to how you're crushing it today? Like what are some three tips to, for somebody who's either maybe transitioning out of the military into the civilian world or someone who's thinking about, you know, changing their jobs or whatever. Like, what are the the keys to success for Ryan Kennedy? <laughs> what? Uh, I was hoping that you were going to sh- give me three tips. Uh, no, no, no. That's not how this works. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, anybody that's transitioning out, you can do anything. Don't, don't think you can't. Um, kind of like what, what Jeff mentioned you know um you guys have an unbelievable amount of an um, unbelievable skill set um and and uh you know use your network meet as many people as you can to see what what sounds fun (laughs) or what's what's interesting um but uh I think for me, I think it, when you asked about relationships and if that's how I got where I am, not how I got out of banking, but that is, well, that's what's driving what I'm doing now. You know, when I left uh, NAPS and during my time at Rice, and I've got some unbelievable, you know, friends um, from from my time at Rice and, and from high school and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, there wasn't anything that was as close. I mean, some of my high school buddies, like that was kind of that was unique experience. But, but I was always felt like I've always been searching for something that is to replicate the relationship um, that were kind of forged at naps mm-hmm. and like that that just doesn't exist in any other program in why, my opinion why do you think um 
because uh, there's so many other distractions and so many other avenues that people can can you know and, and uh, it's not hard <laughs> like being a normal college student is not hard um rice from a academic standpoint was challenging but it wasn't hard that's because you're um, smart man remember that that's some of not, us were uh, some of us were a little more academically challenged right yeah well the academics are academics but <clears throat> in terms of like you know, it, there's just something different. And, uh, so I, the, the irons that I have in the fire from a professional standpoint are all 100% based on, on relationships, um, that I've been fortunate to, to have. And, and, um, I've done the corporate and the kind of PE back type, um, uh, model from a professional standpoint and uh, I'm I trying to put myself in a position to be able to to really just put a team together of guys that are high quality um, character, integrity work ethic, going in the same direction um, selfless those kind of guys. And so that's kind of what I'm doing, uh, you know, with these other, other jobs, I guess. Um, You're doing that right now. Yeah. Like, so the team to do what? Uh, just those, the other, the other businesses that we're in, you know, like uh, water deal and tool deal and stuff like it's, it's kind of high grading relationships. Um, so what do you I mean? Uh, do you already have a team? You're still trying those to. Those aren't it? tips. Those aren't tips necessarily. We've got the core team, you know, and working on. Um, how many? Seeing what it not many. Well, how <laughs> many people you got in your core team? Uh, pro- professionally, you know, yeah, five to ten, but. Um, but. Uh, okay. How many do you need? I don't know that. I don't know. You know I think it. I think it depends. Okay. I guess. As it grows, see where it's it, where there. it's headed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was gonna see how you put the team together, but it sounds like yeah. it's already together. Well, it it's in process. You never you never know when you might need another teammate. You know. Yeah. You could have a you could have a jack laid one leave. You know, you have somebody abandon you, like sure. I did. Yeah. You might have to you might have to refill, but I don't that that was a very long winded answer. Tips would would be um, say yes as often as you can. Um, you know, high grade who you're who you're working with and for, and don't settle. Uh, Settle for something that's that's not challenging or that doesn't hit the what you want um, from a leadership standpoint. Um, and then for me, the most important one would be always and follow <clears throat> follow where the where the Lord leads because you, you don't know what what His plan is ultimately. Um, so that's that's how I base my decisions, I guess. Gotcha. What um. Which one's been your favorite job so far 
in life? Favorite job? Ooh. I think, I think, uh, man, coach, coaching was, uh, I don't know. Maybe, I think, I think, uh, what I'm doing now, um, uh, yeah, I think probably what I'm doing now. Well, that's a good story. Yeah. That you're doing <laughs> the favorite thing that you've, you've ever done is what you're doing now. So what, what makes yeah, it your favorite? I, I, Why? I did the, just the people and the opportunity and, and, uh, um, And I, I, I can kind of see, uh, can see, you know, having, having, being, having the opportunity to have an, an impact um, on others, kind of more with, with the different irons in the fire that I've, I've got. And I, I, it's, I'm, it's tough for me to be very detailed because of, <laughs> because of, uh, the side gigs are supposed to be on the side. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, my, my only job is probably supposed to just be, just be working for, for the upstream companies. So we'll, we'll have to take that offline. Let me put it that way. Well, you said they're about to sell though. Cause because, because you're, cause this, this podcast is going to blow it up and I don't want to out myself and get fired. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I should have asked you where your no-go areas were. So I got no-go areas. Don't ask me who I work for, okay? Um, <laughs> what, um, gotcha. So today, what what's the struggle that you're working through? Um, a failure? I mean, I don't like to say failure, but, you know, some sort of opportunity that you're, you're struggling with or trying to overcome. Um, so I'm trying to uh multitask with working kind of remotely and and having four kids and to do all of those extremely Dude. well um there is you know, i my hat's off to you um i i haven't had to work from home yet since like you know covid started through the whole thing i haven't had to work at home you know, I was, uh, you know, wasn't feeling very well one week. And so I stayed home <laughs> and yeah. I was going nuts with, I, with kids at home. Like it's, it's, it's very difficult. I uh, gotta get out of here. Like, how do you deal with that then? Uh, I'm probably not well. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, a lot of what I, I do a lot of, you know, I'm living in Kingwood, we've got these, uh, they call them the green belts. They're like paved, paved paths through, through the wooded areas yeah. uh, where we live. And so I take a lot of my, a lot of calls and do a lot of stuff while I'm cruising the green belts <laughs> to kind of get, get, get out. Um, I kind of, well, huh? yeah, I'll work, uh, I'll work late at night or work early in the morning, you know, um, if I need to. Um, it, it's tough to, there's not a, you know, some guys, they say, you know, go to the office and then I, I take a lap when I get back to kind of get ready to go in to the house and kind of turn it off. Working, 
at the house, you can't really do that. Yeah. And, uh, and so trying not to, to, I want to be pre- like when I'm there, I want to be present and I want to, I want to be okay with kids walking in and helping them out and taking care of them, doing different things and picking up kids and helping my wife and that kind of stuff. But I, I, that's a, it's, it's definitely challenging to give my best effort. Oh, what's that? Man, I don't know. My, the radio just kicked on apparently. Hmm. It's feeling you. It's feeling your pain trying to cheer you up. Yeah. (laughs) So, Um, so have you figured it out? Uh, no, I'm not even close to figuring anything out. Okay. Um, Well, if if you figured that out, I'm sure you could help a lot of people out there right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, um, so that, that's a, that's a, a challenge and, uh, and not, not being too hard on, on the kids and, yeah. recognizing that they're kids yeah um, mikey said something about that too right yeah i mean we yeah when he, when he was talking about like hey he's yeah he's two yeah i <laughs> I, I, I mikey yep. i feel you I, I get a lot of i get a lot of that she's two um Her like name's number you four. know or yeah or the the you know this let's, isn't let's this isn't that. coach kennedy mode um like, kind of, you need to ease up. Goodbye, Mom. Yes, Dad. Oh, no. Shut the door, please. <laughs> which one? I couldn't hear it, but which one my, was that? My youngest one, Bell, just came in the room asking me what's for dinner. That's awesome. So, uh, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so, this one's a, a little special. Um, price of admission. Everybody's, I mean, you can catch the theme, right? What is yeah. what is your price of admission? Man, I, uh, being all in all the time, I, I think that that um, that just there's not many people out there that will lay it on the line every you know every time that that they need to um in a, in a focused way um to to accomplish a goal um i've kind of struggled you know I've, in listening to everybody talk through stuff you know I, i've i obviously didn't have the academy experience yeah. right and, uh, and it's not it's not and, a requirement here either but, I, yeah know. no i know yeah. that but the you know the prices that were paid by you guys is, was a lot more than than most, right? And uh, um, but but to I think to to really affect those around you and and to and to do things well, you, you can't really can't really have an have an off switch. And that's that's what I struggle with this distractions and, and stuff like that with with having a lot of different things going on. Yeah. Um, being able to um, to find the kind of routine that that allows me to to be all in on everything um, yeah. and uh, to prioritize it and. Um, 
being willing to sacrifice and and kind of do the things that others aren't willing to do uh, every single day is I think that's how that's how you, that's how you reach your potential. Um, you think you're living that and, out? Uh, I think I got some work to do. Work to do. Uh, I got some. I got some work to do. I, I uh, my uh, so my grandfather, um, he was always a, he was a hero of mine, and, and he he passed away uh, last year from uh, from COVID. Mm. Um, and uh, you know he uh, he was eighty seven. I mean, he was he had plenty of stuff going on health wise, but yeah. um, it was still unexpected and, and that kind of stuff. But he. He always talked about, um, you know, wanting to reach his full potential, mm. um, and was would you know, eighty-seven year old. He, every year he would kind of reevaluate where he was and if he was reaching his full potential, and would come up with a like a mission statement, you know, yeah. um, and, and he he did that six months six months before he passed. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I, I don't, I want, I want to make sure that I reach my full potential. And I think that was one of the, going back to any doubts about my decisions or, or, um, you know, wondering, you know, why the path that, that God kind of led me down, why it's, why it's that path. Yeah. Um, all centered around on did you reach your full potential in that in that moment with the opportunity opportunity that you had um, and uh, the way my career ended and, and even you know leaving not going to the not going to the academy I always kind of was like man did I, did I freaking lay up and did I just Am I not going to reach my full potential because of that? Um, and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know. Well, not sure where to go from there. But I feel like I'm kind of rambling. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you say you're, so you feel like you're still struggling with that? A little bit. I feel like I'm I'm getting to a point uh, where I'm I'm starting to kind of see the path before me and and uh, um, you know what it takes to to do that. Um, uh, but I also hope that I never think I have. Right. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to. I I don't want to. You know retire and be be a you know oh i got i did this you know have a big deal that where i just sit around and do nothing the rest of my life either yeah uh well if i won the lottery i'd want to see if i could turn that turn the 500 million into two billion you know yeah or i don't know like i I don't want to be somebody that just settles um so maybe maybe that's something that that i hope i wrestle with for the rest of my life is Am I, am I doing everything that I can and maximizing my opportunity? You know, I, I, uh, 
I think I think that if you know if we all knew when our time was up or knew you know when we might not see somebody again, would, would we you know would we maximize maxim or you know would we question if we're maximizing what we're doing each day? Tell me this: What would you do today if you knew you wouldn't fail? Oh man, that's a that's a phenomenal question. Man, I think I'm I think I'm I'm kind of doing that. Well, then you're good with uh, with some of the the business stuff that we have going on. I'm I'm pretty risk averse. Um, you know, my dad was, uh, he, we, he, he was a pastor and, uh, and still is a church in Abilene and, and, uh, you know, I, I we, man, I, I, now that I have four kids and, and, and earn a good living, mm -hmm. I have no idea how he ever made that work because yeah. we always had what we, you know, needed and wanted and, and that kind of stuff. But, um, after going to, you know, going to grad school and, and getting married young and feeling kind of responsible for others, um, I, I would usually kind of, I'm not, I wasn't ever um, somebody that would kind of risk, I'd, I'll, I'd take a salary, you know, that's why I went to law school, right? Like, you should get be able to get a job and make good money and, and you know, that should open up some opportunities. And then uh, when COVID it um and, and uh my my heart we weren't drilling up drilling and completing very many wells you know and when when oil went negative and my uh my comp was about you know a third uh was 33 percent less than what it had been yeah. And so that kind of prompted me to start working these other things. I was kind of put in a position where I felt like I needed to, to uh, just in case type deal. And uh, um, it's been it's been cool to kind of see how God ordered my steps to to try and do some other things um, that you know I don't I don't I don't know if our water deal is going to work. I don't know. If, you know that stuff's all going to pan out, and I probably wouldn't have ever, ever done that yeah. um, had I had I not. I'm glad you did. Kind of been in the situation where I was. Oh, abs yeah, absolutely. So you took the I, wish, I wish I I wish I could take more risks. Probably I, I feel, um, you know, this, like I said, a sense of kind of responsibility and taking others, and that kind of taking care of others kind of keeps me back a little bit. But I'm getting out of that. What? What do you think held you up, like, beforehand? You know, you're, like, thinking, okay, well, now I'm kind of getting put in a corner. I'm going to go ahead and take this risk now. Prior to that, what was holding you up on on taking the risk there with that entrepreneurial path? Uh, may, maybe, uh, pro probably just fear. Fear? Yeah. Probably. Sure. Uh, uh, of not not knowing, not being able to see exactly, you know how it how it would work out. Yeah, and that and that might be because of of you know going back to to uh, <laughs> I made 
made some decisions and thought things were going to work out like they, like I wanted them to, and they didn't. And, uh, you know, that, and again, that all goes back to the the decision to go to Rice. Well, determined your path, right? So, So to rewind a little bit, the decisions you made that took you to Rice, that led you to where you are today, took you to a place where if you could do something you wouldn't, and you knew you wouldn't fail is, is what you're doing today. So therefore should have no regrets. Right? That's, that's true. Yeah. But I, sounds like. yeah, that's true. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'll try, I'll try and remind myself of that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty clever. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pat myself on the back for that one. Yeah. You absolutely 100% should. <laughs> All right. Back to, back to your grandpa's, um, you know, reflection, you know, even right before he, you know, passed and, um, you know, reflect on yourself, drew out a mission statement on how he was going to be a better person or whatever. What's your mission statement? You do that? Uh, I can try to do it on the fly. Sure. Never. Um, Man, I, I think uh, let me let me think about it for a little bit. You got any, got any other good questions? Uh, we can circle back to. Yeah, you? sure. Mentor. You got, <laughs> do you have a good mentor? Um, I do, but but uh, I do, but that's actually so. Uh, that's actually something that I've been. Um, praying about and searching to have one kind of for this stage um, in my life and career. I've got, um, you know, um, the coach that I played for in high school and then coached with, Mike yeah. Alexander. He's uh, he's always been somebody that I've um, kind of tried to model doing things after. And, and uh, they have four kids. They've got one, one boy and three, three daughters and, and so, uh, you know, I, I uh, Whitney and I often talk like, man, if we can just be as good as the Alexanders, like then we'll, we'll have done okay. Um, and, and so I'll, we, we stay in touch and, and that sort of thing. Um, uh, you know, I've, I've got more, uh, I've got a, a few, close buddies and I think we probably mentor each other here and there. Um, uh, some a high school buddy and, and, and then, uh, uh, who's that, who's one of my business partners and, and, and then, uh, another one that we grew up together and then we kind of reconnected in, in Dallas and when I was there, um, and he's, he's my business partner as well. So, um, but man, I, that's that's one thing, you know. Not when you're working from working remotely, and, and I, I wish I could say that the guys that I worked for uh, at my uh, the upstream company were guys that, that that would be mentors, and that I but I but they are not. <laughs> kind of more of a 
don't want to do that kind of deal. Gotcha. So um, they're still mentors. They're that. just in a different yeah, way. Yeah, just in a different like. way. Yeah. Um, so what are you looking uh, for in a mentor? What do you look? What are you, what are you searching for? Um, and I'm just, you know, it's come up a lot on on other guys' um, sessions, <clears throat> right? Of of having guys that you you look up to and like, man, I want to be like that guy. You know, he, and for, in this stage of my life, it's, uh, I want to, I want to be, you know, that guy loves his, his wife and kids, um, better than anybody. That guy, um, you know, uh, uh, serves others better than anybody that like, that's, I want, uh, I want some. I, I want to find and connect with somebody that can help me grow because I want to be that guy for others down the road. I, I want to be somebody that that um, can help others reach their full potential and what in whatever whatever space that is, you know, professionally or or uh, personally, you know, relationship wise, whatever. Um, and, uh, um, but man, I've been so blessed to have, uh, so many different, um, people in, in my life, um, that, you know, great models of how just to, how to do things well. Um, and you guys are a lot of that, you know, I, I talk to Milky all the time, um, and we, you know, uh, bounce things off each other and that kind of stuff. But, but that's why, I, that's why I've not, whenever he sent me a link to the, the podcast, I'd start listening to every one of them because, uh, there's so, there's so much, you guys are just an exceptional group, every single one of you. And I've, I've gathered things from every single session that you've done that has meant a lot to me personally and, and made me, you know, challenged me to, to, to be better. Um, that, that's, that's, I want somebody that that's going to challenge me. I, I felt like I haven't had a challenge in a while. Gotcha. You know what you just talked about? You just talked about your mission statement. <laughs> Well done. I'm gonna have to listen back to this. Serves so others. Write it down. Helps others reach full potential. Best family man. Relationships. Challenge self. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Just gotta figure out how to. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I gotta work some goals that measure, a little bit. Measure to that. Yeah. Right. Yep. So. That's right. Okay, Dizzle. What else you got for us before we close this sucker out? oh man just uh thanks for thanks for doing this and thanks for the the uh just uh all the all the good uh things that that uh i got to experience by by being a being associated with the guys and and uh um, 
you know, if, if, if there's ever anything that I can ever do for, for anybody, um, I'm a, I'm a phone call away. Um, I, uh, even though I wasn't, wasn't there, uh, the whole time and, and didn't get to experience, experience at all. There's, there's not a single thing I wouldn't do for, for anybody, for, for any of you guys, um, uh, in any, any time I could. You got it. I'll, uh, I'll definitely take you up on that lawyer thing if I get in trouble. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I, so you don't want me to handle <laughs> any criminal cases. I can, Oh, okay. I can promise you that. Yeah, we'll if have I to, just need like to shortchange some paperwork for a good deal, yeah. I give you a call something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'll 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 put you in contact with. Maybe the best thing I could do would be to put put anybody in contact with somebody that's better than me. That might maybe uh, that's what. <laughs> how about a, how about a phone call for some advice? Be. Should it should there be some gray space? Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, that's sweet right. deal. Well, dude, good talk. Appreciate you, uh, even while you're traveling today, getting on the on the yeah. phone here and g- giving us some insight yeah. to to be better, um, figure out your keys to success, your tricks of the trade, and uh, interesting to to hear your story, dude. So, All right. y'all well, have a good one. Well, do tell the family yeah, say keep, hello. Yeah, keep keep uh, keep doing it. I want to keep listening. We'll do, bud. All right. All right. See ya. Later.